out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 It's time to salute your sports on KCOU 88.1 FM at KCOU.FM. Everybody and welcome to another fantastic edition of Salute Your Sports. I'm your host Matthew Terry, flanked by co-host Chris Mitchell and producer James Stanley on another fine Wednesday afternoon here in the middle of Missouri. I like the little uh, air horn flare you played. I do. Good job, James. That One was of the few really sound bites that I don't instinctively hate. <laughs> just looked at me with such disappointment. Yeah. And he's rearing something up. Going to play it when I'm talking again. Oh, God. But anyways, we got a big show coming up for you today. A big week of news. So much news. For the Missouri Tigers athletic program. Yeah. Foot, men's football, men's basketball, women's basketball. All with big things happening not all good as we will get into later on in the show two out of three things though are good yeah yeah two, two out of three, three pretty good i things. didn't say three out of four three out of four you know what yeah three out of four that's three, three out of four three out of four good one of them insanely good and arguably one of the biggest things to happen in the women's basketball program of course elijah blackwell committing eighth, eighth ranked player in the country in the country we will be not getting, just the state the country yeah like in the country former uh, former Missouri or current Missouri resident, rather, father played football here at Mizzou. We'll be getting into that later. First off, we're going to be talking about Mizzou's 65 to 33 football victory over the Memphis Tigers on homecoming. Drew Locke looking like his old self in that game, going 23 for 29 with 350 yards and four touchdowns. A big day, a big return to form for Albert Okuevanon with six catches, 159 yards. And three touchdowns. A big day. Looking like Chase Kaufman. Oh, definitely. <laughs> looking like last year's second half, Alberto. Looking like last year's second half offense. Well, it's the start of the second half, so. Which is good. Got much tougher opponents in these next two games they faced during the entire second half of last year, though. This could really make or break the season. If, if Mizzou can win five out of the next six, or no, how many games are left now? There's six. Uh, there's, there's, there's Kentucky. Five left. There's five eight. left. I think it went four of the next five. They went four to the next five. That is going eight and four in the regular season. I'd say it's, it's a victory. Better than that's seven five. Better than that's around what most people predicted for this team. Yeah, I think it's pretty. It's pretty likely. I mean, yeah. they they. I have a feeling that. Oh, I don't know because this team has choked so many times. But again, it's all those first half chokings against South Carolina exactly. and Georgia. They should be able to beat Kentucky or Vanderbilt. One, not Vanderbilt. They should be able to beat Vanderbilt. They, they should be able to to beat Florida or Kentucky, one of the two last-ranked teams in their, their schedule. Yeah, definitely. And the, after the Kentucky-Florida matchups, which are their next two games, they do have smooth sailing throughout the rest of the season with Vanderbilt, Tennessee, and Arkansas. Those three games should be wins. One Probably. of these next two should be wins. The Tigers should finish with eight wins. I think also a, a win against Kentucky would be such a big statement when considering how last year's game panned out for him. Oh, definitely. And how Kentucky, how Drew Locke has never beaten Kentucky. 0-3 against them. Mizzou has not beaten Kentucky since 2014. 
as James looks at me bewildered. They did 2015? 2015 did not Oh, that's either. right. Yeah, uh, that's went, right. They I was went trying to, to figure Kentucky. those earlier. That was, that was Drew Locke's first, like, full game because uh, Mock got taken out, like, halfway through wow, the Wow, so quarter. the last time Mizzou beat Kentucky on the Zoo. road. 2013. Doro Green Beckham set the touchdown reception record for the Missouri Tigers. Yep. Whew. Man. Two straight losses. Last year's game was a little bit more contested. We had that a uh, referee controversy at the end of the game with Jamon Moore. What do you say about the jerseys on or the not the the jerseys were okay on Saturday, but the helmets, yikers. I like uh, the helmets. See, like the combo with like the helmet and then the uniforms is just uh, Yeah, that th- I like the very helmet. hit or miss. Yeah. The helmet with the rocks replacing the usual gold in the rock M. I like that helmet a lot. To me, it However, looked, it looked did, like it looked like really cheap marble. I didn't Which like rocks are. the combination with the jersey and the pants. It didn't, yeah, it didn't feel right. It didn't work. There is too much gold in the actual jersey and not enough gold everywhere else. It'd be really if cool if they, if they brought back the old like you know you know Mizzou. Well, every team did what Alabama did. That's had the numbers on the side of the yeah. helmet. If they brought Yo. that back, that'd be really cool. Just like white numbers on the side. With that'd like, be pretty fire. Well, it's like a gold stripe down the middle. Yeah. Ooh. I do. I out of all Mizzou's jerseys, the big Tiger helmets are by far my favorites. Whether they whether it's gold on black or black on white, have they even worn the the oval Power Tigers this year? They have to have. They definitely have at some point, probably against like UT Martin or something. Because because that was like that was like the really big deal when when they first switched from the M to the Power Cat, 2012 first year in the SEC. Yeah, I believe you. How, I guess we turned this into a fashion show now, but. Hey, that's that's fine. I mean, digs are important, man. Yeah, exactly. Except uh, feel good, when your team doesn't have feel the, good play the good. wins to back it up, like Oregon. But well, Oregon, who's that game was wild. Oregon, who's not been like that good the last few years, ever since. Now they're pretty good. I mean, yeah, now they're good because they have arguably the best quarterback. It's funny. Country. It's like uh, how like Wazoo and Oregon have like two like completely like polar opposite like color palettes. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know what? Let's go monochromatic. Both teams. Why not? I like it. <laughs> Um, Perfect. Like you were asking, James, Mizzou did wear the was it called the Power Tiger, the Power Cat. That's Power what Cat? that's what they called it. Two thousand. That's what Mike Mike Alden called I've it. Never heard that before in my life, but I believe you. And sure. no, they did wear that against UT Martin. However, they did not play UT Martin this Saturday. They played Memphis, and Mizzou's put up sixty-five points on them in a very back and forth first half of that game. It's very much a American Athletic Conference score. 65 to 33. Yeah, it sounds like something that uh, UCF would have done to, like, I don't know, like USF or like UConn or something like that. Which bodes well because Memphis, this defense, they're like pretty okay. They're like somewhere in the middle between like maybe like a UT Martin, like maybe somewhere like a more respectable like Power Five conference. So seeing that level of effort out of the offense against a defense like that bodes pretty well. I did see one tweet which I thought was amusing that Mizzou somehow got both the Memphis team that took UCF down to the wire a week ago. And only lost by a point, and the Memphis team that lost by twenty to Tulane, they got both of those in the same game. Yeah, I w- man, I was so nervous during like that second quarter when it looked like everything was about to fall off the rails. Yeah, Mizzou- I sent you like a meme yeah. that I hastily made, which is like, I told you about Memphis, bro. I told you, dog. Yeah, I was Mizzou- about to post it as soon as like it was like I don't know, like Memphis was gonna win mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, but nope, that's one staying in my drafts. Yeah, Mizzou starting uh, uh starting out up twenty one nothing. And then Memphis scored 14, uh, 17 straight points before Mizzou ended up pulling away. For a minute when you said that they, they got two different teams this year, yeah. I didn't realize you were both going to say they were both the Memphis. two Memphis. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about Purdue beating uh, Ohio State on Saturday. That's true. <sighs> Another fun game. 
If we want to touch on that, that helps out Mizzou's strength of schedule a oh, lot. Oh, definitely. Because Mizzou is able to go to ross and pick up a dub in so that game. Right. Ohio State wasn't. Mizzou should be ranked one spot ahead of Ohio State now in the polls. You know what? I you know don't what? know enough to dispute it. <laughs> Why not? It's, it's it. like the logical equation. If A, then B, then B, then C, then A, yeah. then C. Yeah. The trains are the property of football. Yeah, trains are the property of football, man. There's some poll that abides by that somewhere. Oh, we should only respect that poll. Definitely. Oh, could you imagine the the pandemonium? <laughs> the pandemonium of trains the property. Hey, maybe the, at that point, oh. uh, uh, UCF could be the the, the legitimate national champions. Oh, you mean yeah, they aren't already. So I saw out. I saw something <laughs> where um, you know Temple football beat previously undefeated Cincinnati, uh, beating them twenty four to seventeen, and thanks to Temple beating that victory. There are all but 10 schools in the country that have a transitive loss to FCS Villanova. That's amazing, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, Villanova's was, FCS in football? Yeah. Wow. So, man, Jay Wright, his <laughs> influence is everywhere. So, uh, thank you to Temple around. for all of that. Uh, Mizzou, if you were wondering, I owls. believe, is not, or no, is one of those teams that has a transitive loss to Villanova. <laughs> well, I don't remember how. And I might even be wrong about that because that like I genuinely misremember things. That sounds like something that might have happened in like the 40s or 50s or something. Well, Mizzou did lose to, was it Furman in the 1942 Sugar Bowl, two to nothing? <laughs> you would know that and I wouldn't. Uh, uh, there, was like a, there was like a hurricane or massive like rainstorm down in New Orleans. Yeah. So instead of playing at like the Sugar Bowl Stadium, they had to play at Tulane Stadium. Yeoman. And uh, That's right. the, the, the field did not drain. It was just a mud, it was a mud bath. And the only way they scored, I believe, was on a punt that went on, like, you know, the snap went on the back of the end zone. That's the only score of the game. Incredible. Oh, that did used to be a safety. God. It's like the... Still is a safety. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. If you he snap said, the ball out of the back of the end zone... He it, said 2 uh, nothing. <laughs> That's how the game ended. <laughs> I was talking about, like, the method with which you get that safety. Gotcha. So, anyways, Mizzou does have a very big game coming up this weekend that we've touched on a little bit. We're going to touch on it a bit more. As Mizzou will take on the, what are they ranked now? 12th ranked? 12th, I think. 12th yep. ranked Kentucky Wildcats in football. Hey, and you got the call that week. You got, I do. With uh, Connor right. McCann, you guys could call an upset. That's right. Ooh. That would be nice. Which, speaking of upset, uh, explain to me why I understand Vegas is trying to, you know, to get people to bet more on Missouri than Kentucky at this mm-hmm. point, but M- Missouri is a six and a half point favorite. It's not that Vegas is trying to get people to bet on Missouri. It's that people are betting on Missouri. Yeah, I think so, they see, like, yeah. uh, I think this matchup favors Mizzou offensively. And defensively. And defensively. Because uh, Kentucky's offense is more, like, very much run first because they, they got uh, Benny Snow, who is exceptionally good. But you know what else is good? Mizzou's run defense. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky beating Vanderbilt, was it 14-7? to 7? Yeah, I watched, like, most this of that weekend? game. On like a rerun, and Kentucky did not look good, like at all. And they Kentucky, were at home too. Yeah, Bob Stoops. Kentucky completed three passes, <laughs> the entire game. Their quarterback Wilson goes three for nine with 18 yards and a touchdown, <laughs> while Benny Snell carries the ball 32 times. Yo, that's like some triple option stuff. Those are like and Navy so th- numbers. Kentucky ran the ball 53 times for 280 yards against the Commodores. It's like Georgia Tech numbers. While Kentucky starting quarterback Terry Wilson, I repeat, threw nine passes. Wilson ran the ball 12 times, threw at nine. <laughs> Kentucky is very much a run-first team. That's the thing, though. I don't even think Terry Wilson is, like, that bad per se. No, it's just Benny Snell's that good. and He's, he's just that good, folks. Yeah, and Wilson is also much better as a runner. 
Also true. However, that means if Terry Wilson is forced to throw the ball against Mizzou's awful secondary, it will very much be a case of the stoppable force meeting the movable object. The headless horseman versus, like, the headless, like, whatever. I'm, I'm mixing up my metaphors here. One of them's like a disembodied head. The other one is the headless horseman. Here is... Clashing together. Here is the game log for Kentucky quarterback Get Terry Wilson. Get my Halloween digs in early. Terry Wilson's, like, game high so far this year. These have all come against Murray State. 19 <laughs> completions is a, most he's gotten this year. 25 attempts most this year. 163 passing yards is the most passing yards he has this season. Give me that good. Very uh, Dak Prescotty. Exactly. Very like Eli Manning on a regular day. I guess a competent defense. So long story short, as Terry Wilson goes into this game, 78 for 122 this season with 721 yards, four touchdowns and five picks. After Mizzou just had Drew Locke throw for four touchdowns, and throw for about a quarter as much as Wilson has thrown already on the season one game. It's clear that the strength of his Kentucky offense is not through the pass. So will they be able to pass against a team like Mizzou when they've shown they can't really do it against anybody else, not even Murray State? Well, I guess that brings in now the uh, that Adam Sparks has been That's put, right. in, put in the second string spot. That's right. There's been some shakeups in the depth chart for Barry Odom defensively and offensively. That's true. Both sides of the ball. Yeah, going to this depth chart, new information. Like you mentioned, Christian Holmes, the new starting cornerback. Adam Sparks being benched in the two. Wide receivers are now true freshman Jalen Knox, who was named SEC Freshman of the Week again because he's having a standout year. Yeah, he's had a monster. For the Tigers. Monster year. Monster game last week, too. Definitely. And Rashad Floyd. That's back right. from injury last week, named the starting wide receiver opposite Knox. Of course, Jonathan Johnson still in the slot. Oh, boy. So, he had a pretty okay game. Didn't he? Jonathan Johnson this past week. Collectively yeah. over the year, though, he hasn't. Uh, this past also week, true. four for 46. Just this past week, Jalen Knox had five for, one o- or for 104 <laughs> and a touchdown. This year, Jalen Knox has 20 catches for 384 yards and three touchdowns. All right, he's becoming the deep threat that Emmanuel Hall uh, left. He left the void. Yeah, definitely. Jalen Knox is there to fill it. And this is what Missouri has been historically good at, and that's taking – three- and four-star receivers and turning them into, I don't want to call them a five-star product, but getting the same quality out, out of, as as uh, Alabama would out of a five-star wide receiver. And that's what... Yeah, maximizing potential. Yeah, that's what Mizzou needs to do because they won't be able to get those well, four yeah, or five and, stars Well, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Mizzou's done such a good job with that. Some of these guys may have not made the NFL, but a couple of them that come to mind, Tommy Saunders, 2008, Jared Perry from 2009, some of the... And TJ Moe, even one of those guys out of the slot that... That really, uh, that really developed well. Yeah, looking at some of these guys that Barry Odom has recruited, just not just wide receivers, but skill positions in general. Think of the three running backs Mizzou has. They've all broken out in their freshman year. Crockett, Roundtree, and now Tyler Beatty. Albert O's a redshirt sophomore. Knox and Scott were the two starting fr- uh, freshman wide receivers going into this past game. Jacinto's a freshman who's done well. So Mizzou has these talented skill position players that Odom's been able to find and recruit. And those are little things that show signs of life as him as a coach. And that he's able to find those gems that many other people are missing. Well, the one gem he may have trouble uh, trouble with next year, though, will be a quarterback. It's true. Get into this real quick in that Clemson transfer quarterback, 
Kelly Bryant, who announced he was leaving the Clemson Tigers program after being benched in favor of the number one ranked quarterback in the class, Trevor Lawrence. Now, freshman Bryant, it is announced, will be taking a visit to the University of Missouri, I believe, this upcoming week. And Missouri's the team that wanted uh, Clemson, that they requested his release. Yep. So talking with Garrett Jones about this on the on the way back from Alabama, he thought maybe that... Uh, Friend of the show, Garrett Jones. Friend of the show. I, I was just going to roll through it, but if you no, guys... You, no, you don't. No, you name-dropped. You... Then someone else, needs the to have, for yeah, someone else needs to have the, the name drop. Uh, it's a shame when you name drop because you're the soundboard guy. There you go. Thank you. I'm sorry, go on. Where was I going with this? Oh, uh, no, no, he was he was saying that uh, that maybe that this visit is is kind of a you know tip of the cap to Mizzou uh, obligatory. That's the right word for it. Yeah, you know, visit. On the other hand, I hope it's a little more than that. If you look at the other teams he's looking at, Arkansas, that's no great shakes. They're mm-hmm. in pretty poor shambles, and I think a win on Saturday could potentially seal the deal for him. Well, not maybe not seal the deal, but make it more uh, enticing to come to Mizzou. Yeah, this is Kelly Bryant's third visit. As he looks for a new school to take the helmet at quarterback. Like you mentioned, Arkansas, he also has made a trip out to North Carolina Ooh. earlier this year. And, th- and that's speculation. That, 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 that That's the leading team right now, right? I do not know personally. I because personally of think it's Arkansas. Reasons? Uh, also because North Carolina is a, is a good team with the worst quarterback play I've arguably seen in my life. <laughs> that has led a... A talented Tar Heels team to having one win this year because the quarterback play has just been that bad. Man, this is this is like a guy who like his girlfriend left left him for for an ex, and it's like, well, what you know? How is he better than me? This is like Mizzou and Arkansas right now. Honestly, though. <laughs> yeah. But Kelly Bryant coming on to, or being yeah being able to join the team next year would be massive as Mizzou looks for basically a gap a stop gap for a year until Connor Bazelak is ready. He's a, he a would fill star. in perfectly here. He would. It'd be perfect. They still got most of the skill position players coming back. The only one they're losing, I believe, is Emmanuel Hall. Honestly, and though, if he's all... been absent this year so far. Yeah, exactly. Which is not his fault. Not no. Yeah, Hall. Uh, Hall is a senior. Knox and Scott are both freshmen. Johnson's a junior. Okuebanam's a redshirt sophomore, so he's technically eligible, but don't know if he's going to leave or not. Floyd's a junior. Jacinto's a freshman. They're keeping a lot of the talented pass catchers around this team. It could work really well for Kelly Bryant if he decided to come to Mizzou. Yeah, I think a more important part of that is sort of like courting Kelly Bryant. It's like if all those guys had like monster days against Kentucky while he was here, just sort of showing like, hey, man, you, you got some like bona fide threats to throw to. That would be a uh, definitely wouldn't hurt Mizzou's case. No, but, not at all. But you have Derek Dooley ah, as the offensive uh, coordinator. Right. Ah, that's right. Yeah, you're huh. right. Uh. Well, on that note, uh. on that note, got a few words to say about the KCU birthday bash before we go to a break. Yay. KCU celebrating our 45th birthday this year with great pizza Woo. and great music. On Halloween from 6 to 9 p.m., go buy a nice slice of pizza at Pizza Tree and support KCOU. On November 3rd at Rose Music Hall, I'll be hosting some of Columbia's best artists, including It's Me, Ross, The Sweaters, Sissy Paycheck, Jay Wood, and our very own Cousin Trent. Come out to celebrate our big 4-5 on November 3rd. Doors at 6, show at 7. Sponsored by The Blue Note, Pizza Tree, and One to One Print Shop. You're listening to Salute Your Sports, folks. We'll be right back. 
<laughs> Straight up, give it to us. Ball don't lie, and neither do we. Catch Ball Don't Lie every Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. on KCOU 88.1. With me, Anthony Dean, Derek McKinney, and Connor McKinn. Uh, Wallace picks up two quick tackles. Ball Don't Lie! That Ball Don't Lie. This is Mac DeMarco. This next song is going out to all you frat boys out there. to break the plane of the pylon. I'm Corbett Koslack. And I'm Daniel Virag. Breaking the plane is back for a second season. All the analysis and in-depth looks at the NFL, NCAA, and football from across the country. 58! Blue 58! Go! Breaking the plane, Saturday mornings, 11 to noon, all throughout football season on KCOU 88.1 FM and online at kcou.fm. Let KCOU cover all of your DJing needs, whether it be a company or organization barbecue, a fraternity tailgate, or even a private party. KCOU's trained DJs help you develop the perfect playlist for your event. Contact Trent McRae for more details by emailing engineer at kcou.fm or by phone at 214-585-9344. That's 214-585-9344. And schedule one of our DJs for your event today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Salute Your Sports. I am Matthew Terry, James Stanley, Chris Mitchell alongside me. And uh, John Travolta. Ah, yes, of course. <laughs> Have you, You've never seen Pulp Fiction? No. Uh, oh, man. Chris there are a few were movies that I watched. You were. Yeah. Be there I'm not be much of a movie square. guy. Have uh, you're in uh, you're in George Chavoska, I can't say his last name, the econ professor. Yeah. I've seen your Snapchats with him on there, right? You're in his class. Uh-huh. Has he has he has he played this yet? Uh, I don't the think morning? so. Oh, wait for it. He dances with it. Oh, I'm so pumped. Oh, that's gonna be so lit. Such a great song. Great movie, too. Pretty good movie, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> Mizzou basketball got some very harrowing news. On Sunday, when it came out of pretty much nowhere, that star sophomore forward, Jonte Porter, tore his ACL in a closed-door scrimmage against a team I can't even remember right now. It was an Illinois team. It was. Was but it Illinois State? No. no. Illinois Western? That sounds right. Or like Wesleyan or something Northern, like that. Something like that. Sorry. So, it was an Illinois team. Well, if you if you read about how it happened, he was, well, he was going up mm-hmm. for a... He's going for a rebound. For a rebound, and he just he planted on his foot and lost his footing. Yeah, that's how it happens. Yeah. So it's a shame because this was going to be a really big year for Jonte Porter. He arguably could have been a first-round pick in the NBA draft this past year. Decided to come back to school for another year to fine-tune his skills, to lead the Tigers, and to try to raise his draft stock. And all of those things are out of the window before the season even starts. So, of course, it's awful for Porter. And it's also awful for this Missouri Tigers basketball team that was going to rely on Jonte to do pretty much everything on both sides of the ball. 
Yeah, he was really a, especially like down the stretch and like conference play, he was really a strong offensive and defensive anchor. And to like lose that, this even before the season starts, is just a mess. Yeah, definitely. Porter was going to be someone that was going to be counted on to be a rim protector. He was going to be counted on to be a distributor. He was going to be counted on to basically make the offense move and be the anchor on defense. And it's not going to be able to what he was what he was going to do will not be able to be replicated by just one person. It's going to have to take an entire collective effort from this Tigers team. Well, and that's what exactly what Jonte led last year when MPJ was out. Yeah. Yeah. Without without Jonte Porter, last year's season was a complete wash. Without Cassius Robertson, last year's season was a complete wash. I think Robertson was the most important player is on it, the team. Is it too early to say that this team is a complete wash? Yes. Yeah. Because, we're, we're gonna use because everyone first. thought the same thing after MPJ got hurt in the fir- first game of the season last year. They still have some really talented players on this team. Why can't Mizzou have nice things? Uh, I don't know, James. Why can't we not? Why can't we have nice things? Curse of the North End Zone. Ah, yes. <laughs> John, to get hurt of the North End Zone. That's what we get for settling on the prairie. We're not on the prairie. Are we not? No. no. This is not considered prairie. Really? Prairie is a start? little bit over west. Prairie starts west of here. They now have a, they now have a new sign on I-70 that says you're now entering the, the national grasslands or something like that. Wow. Hmm. So technically, I think it starts more toward Kansas. That's right. Ask me about geography. I know all of it. Top to bottom. Sorry, Sorry one of my friends once thought that when I said I was going to school in Missouri, every single time he was picturing that I was going to school in Mississippi. <laughs> and so he was surprised when I told him it only took nine hours to drive here. When there's like swamps and stuff? like is Yeah, that- he, he literally thought I was in a completely different state because they he just didn't know the difference between Missouri and Mississippi. It was Southern Illinois, by the way, at the uh, scrimmage. John Tay Torres ACL. That's close to Illinois State. Yeah. Yeah, it's an Illinois school. We got that part right at least. Southern Illinois. They the, no, I'm thinking of Indiana State, the Sycamores. Yeah, Sycamores are Indiana State. But regardless, Mizzou is going to need to count on a few people in particular. Because Matthew Terry. Of course. And Chris Mitchell. That's right. Because right now. We're the walk ons now. Preferred walk ons? That's our show name now? Ooh. I'm sensing a mutiny. Can we not? Can we not turn into that show? Yo, I could put up some Isaiah Thomas numbers. I already got in the height. What's up? Let's go. Put me in, coach. I'll do it. That's another show name. Wow, how many names? We've name Talk about the name drops here, Chris. Name dropped three what, what is happening? shows. I can't help it. Play twice. Come on. Give it to me. Thank you, James. One more time? No. No. Okay. We don't need f- it looked like you were leaning for one more time. I was just waiting on it. All right, we're we're getting we're getting off track here. I'm just gonna sit back and let you two do your thing. <laughs> okay, Matthew, who are the new X factors for this Zoo basketball team? Uh, the two people that are definitely gonna be leaned on a lot to replace the two biggest aspects of Jonte Porter's games are Kevin Perrier and Jeremiah Tillman, in my mind, because Perrier Perrier was probably gonna start at the three this year. He'll probably be forced to start at the four. Being only 6'7", it's going to be tough, but Perrier can more than make up for what Jonte Porter was able to do offensively. I'm just, I'm just not very convinced. I thought, I thought Perrier, him coming in, was going to be one of these players that would, you know, lead mm-hmm. the team. I mean, I mean, he, he can do that this year. I mean, he is a leader per se, but he's not like the same that Jonte. You know, the whole team was built around Jonte Porter last year. That's right. The whole, the the teams. I guess you don't really want to compare the 2012 
2011 teams because those were built around so many players that were so good at their own. But this team has never really been built around Perrier, which is what I think fans expected when he came in out of Blue Springs South. Yeah. So I think Perrier will be like the anchor for the team this year, though. Because Perrier can Perrier last year, when he teamed up with Tillman, when they were both on the floor, they were more efficient than when Porter was with, her, with Tillman. Hmm. According to an article written by The Athletic about what Mizzou needs to do to replace Jonte Porter, which is a fantastic read. I'll have to give it a read after this. But definitely, Mizzou will need to lean on per year offensively to replace Til- to replace Porter, and they will also need to rely on Tillman defensively. Because if Jeremiah can- Tillman can come into his own as a rim protector, the big seven-foot former five-star recruit at center, who struggled a lot last year because he built up a reputation as someone that fouls a lot, and getting a lot of attention from the referees. But Tillman will definitely need to try to hone his game to make sure he can be the rim protector that Jonte Porter was and was going to be. Yeah, that's the thing, though. It's like, see, the talent was there when Tillman came in. You could see it in a lot of moves. I, there's like this, uh, during, was it during conference play where he had that sick, like, double spin move? Like, it was against Alabama. Against Alabama. It was one of the sickest moves I've seen in college ball. See, it's like, the talent's there. It's just, it was just so raw, like his freshman year. And now that he's got, like, another year playing college ball, you sort of, like, hone that into radical college basketball energy. Yeah, definitely. The talent's there with Jeremiah Tillman. That's never been a question. It's just, can he make up for the fact that the refs are going to be looking at him to call fouls on? The fact that he was fouling a lot towards the beginning of the year, and that reputation followed him into the conference play. So he needs to be able to rewrite that and work past it. There's, like, a... I have no, like, hard signs to back me up on this, but I feel like the more the more, like... You get the whistle blown on you, like the more likely you are to like develop more like finesse under the rim. And I think that's what's probably that was what might happen to Tillman this year. It's like and for fear of getting fouled, he's just gonna like be super like sick and finesse under the rim. Well, and also a year can make a big difference in a, in a player's maturity. Especially for yeah. college kids. Oh and, yeah. Then there's all sorts of developments that and especially with him, it's it's like Jonte last year getting forced into a leadership role. Mm-hmm. If Tillman's forced into that role, then he could he could very well mold into it just like Jonte did last season. And and mind you, Jonte's still gonna be on the bench with this team. He's still yeah. gonna be there in a leadership role, just not on the actual hardwood. No, but they need a leader on the court. And for a team that's also going to be relatively young everywhere else on the floor. Because they do have I believe two Two freshman point guards coming in in Watson and Pinson. They have two transfers coming in in both Mark and Drew Smith. They also have K.J. Santos, I believe, playing on the wing. That's right. This Mizzou team is going to be young. And this team is not built for this year. This team is built for next year. This is a This is really just a stepping stone towards something big in 2019-2020. So if this team can show promise, rack up some good ones in the SEC, maybe sneak into the tournament which I believe they still can do even yeah, without John T. Porter. I think they could do that. It'd be a good step. It would be a really good step. Keeping things on the hardwood, but going to the other uh, basketball team, some would call the better basketball team. In the uh, That's not too far-fetched. Nope. In, no, the, in the program. Factual even. Aja Blackwell, number eighth-ranked player in the country in women's basketball, has committed to the University of Missouri. That's right. And a very big commit for Robin Pynchon, one that shows that she's here to stay. That's right. 
and that she is going to try and build Mizzou up to be one of the top basketball programs in the country. Well, that's what Sophie, well, Sophie Cunningham took them to the next level. Yeah. I think this is, that this piggybacks off of that. If Sophie Cunningham's not here and this program does not have as much success as it's, as it's had with Sophie Cunningham and Robin Pinchton, I don't think that Ija comes here. No, definitely not. And Sophie Cunningham was the 23rd ranked player in the country. Or 28th, my apologies. And Sophie Cunningham has turned into arguably the best Mizzou women's basketball player of all time. The it's only difference here will be is that you don't have the whole – well, Pinchton's still doing a really good job recruiting out of Rockford High School, which just has been an absolute pipeline yeah. for, for women's basketball That's where talent. Sophie came out of. Sophie came out of there. So Lindsey Cunningham and, mm-hmm. the, and, the, and, the, and the Porter, the Porter sisters. sisters. There's there's a lot of talent coming out of there, and that's that's going to be the only difference here between this and that because they basically had a team that won three state championships. Yeah. Or three Missouri state championships uh, come here to play at Mizzou Arena just right down the road. But we say this about pretty much every Mizzou sports, that the keys to success are to lock down St. Louis and Kansas City and everything in between. It's how most college schools do great is to lock down their borders. Mizzou is no different. And if Robin Pynchon can do that, this is a Mizzou team that can make some noise in a women's college basketball scene that is three years since the last time Connecticut won a championship. That's right. And an SEC conference that is top to bottom the best in the country. And maybe Aja Blackwell can turn into this player that takes Mizzou from that step of very good women's basketball program, which Sophie took them to, into being one of the great and one of the top tier schools in the country. I'd be pretty sick. I think it, 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 could, it could happen. Pinchton's, Pinchton's one fantastic coach. Definitely. And considering what, what she's dealt with with injuries on her team, because mm-hmm. that's that's not been an easy task for her the last couple of years losing uh lo- losing Bree Porter Bree Porter with five AC- torn ACLs in her career, which is insane. That's a lot. Insanely unlucky. <laughs> but they but they will still have a uh, Sierra for two more years, right? She a uh, junior. I think so. Um, I believe so. She's a year younger than Sophie Cunningham. So, yeah. Robin Pinchton has taken Mizzou to three straight twenty win seasons. Three straight NCAA tournament appearances, though she has yet to reach the Sweet 16. Mm. But well, I, and th- this this could be like the the Patrick Mahomes question for Andy Reid. Aja could be the the missing puzzle piece that Pinchton needs to get to that next level. Just like we've seen what you know, I'm trying to talk about a different sport here, but just no, like I'm we've fine. seen I'm what down for that. what what Patrick Mahomes he he's the missing equation for Andy Reid's success. Yeah, maybe Aja Blackwell is that player. Definitely hope so. That'd be so so sick. Be great to see uh, a superstar level program at Mizzou. There is one quick thing that I do want to mention about another Mizzou alum, and that is Jaden Cox winning a gold medal. Hey, another one. Another one. Rack him up, baby. Arguably the greatest athlete in Mizzou history. Won three national championships wrestling during his time here. Just won a gold medal. Former Olympic bronze medalist. Probably will go back to the Olympics again. That's right. Jaden Cox is insanely talented and athletic, and I love every and I love every part of it. We're gonna take a short break, but before we do that, we have a profit share coming up with B and B Bagel. Don't miss a special opportunity to support a local business and KCOU on Monday, November twelfth. B and B Bagel and KCOU will be teaming up to do a profit sharing event. 10% of all sales that day will go towards KCOU. So enjoy the best breakfast in Columbia and support your favorite radio station in Como on Monday, November 12th. 
You're listening to Salute Your Sports here on KCU 88.1 or not. Coming up on the other side of this break, folks, stay tuned. There's an old boy's wing down the Cuyahoga River rolling into Cleveland to the lake. There's an old boy's wing down the Cuyahoga River. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. On Saturday, October 27th, the Missouri Tigers host the Kentucky Wildcats at 3 p.m., and you can hear it on KCOU 88.1 FM. Drew Locke and the Tigers look for their first SEC win at home against the nationally ranked Wildcats. Tiger pregame live presented by El Rancho begins at 2 p.m. Central, and kickoff is at 3. Tiger football is on KCOU, the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Come celebrate KCOU's birthday at KCOU's 45th Birthday Bash, November 3rd at Rose Music Hall, featuring performances by Sissy Paycheck, It's Me Ross, The Sweaters, Cousin Trent, and Jay Wood. Doors are at 6, and the show starts at 7 p.m. Uh, make room in the stiffs, whistle in the booth. We've been working hard. Beep. You reached KCOU. Please leave a message. Thank you. I am from some Hiller, Canada. Uh, I took part in recording a funny song, a parody of Tom Jones' song, Delilah. Uh, it's funny because it's about a bowl of pasta. It's called lasagna. I'm wondering if I could send you an MP3 of it. Um, could you please get back to me? My number is called lasagna. Everybody, welcome back to Salute Your Sports. I am Matthew Terry, James Stanley, Chris Mitchell alongside me. We're getting to the last 20 minutes of this show today. It's 4.40 here on this Wednesday afternoon. It means it's the only time for one thing. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for Orna. Good enough. We're getting a lot of play from the air horn today. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm there down. can never be too much air horn. Absolutely not. I'm telling you, you're going to want to watch, you're going to want that air horn. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're going to need that air horn. Sorry, right. that's a really bad impersonation of Christopher Walken. <laughs> hey, listen, you're going to need that air horn for the, th- <laughs> anyway, just do the thing. Hey, Comrade Locke. <laughs> hey, look, just do the thing. <laughs> All right, I am hosting or not this week because sadly I lost last week. And this, and this, if this is your first time listening, here's how it works. I've got a category. I've got a list of things that either fit or don't fit in to that category. Chris and James have to tell me if it does or not. Gentlemen, are you ready for this week's topic? No. It's the first time I reveal this topic to the gentleman. This is a combination of two of my favorite things. Uh. These are cities okay. that have hosted both a Super Bowl 
and a WrestleMania. Yes. Okay, I think I can do this. Huh. I think I can do this. James is giving me another death glare. <laughs> it's not even like a death glare. It's just like fear, like a dirt in the headlights. Yeah, that's, I was going to say that. That's exactly <laughs> know what a deer feels like for its life is about to end. That's right. James, you won last week. Uh, I'm Do you want to go first yeah, or second? I'll go first. I've gone first the last three times. So All right. Last two times and I've won. So. First city, Los Angeles. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to go with yes. I'm going to go with yes. There, there would have to be a time when they when they hosted definitely WrestleMania and definitely a Super Bowl. That's right. They have hosted both. Except they still can't host uh, good attendance for the LA Rams and they're 6-0. Oh. Chris. Matthew. Indianapolis. I'm going to go with no. What? They have hosted both. Wow. They hosted WrestleMania 8 and also a Super Bowl in 2012. Okay. James. Orlando. 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 The Florida one. How would they host a Super Bowl? They don't have a team there. They have a stadium. They have the Citrus Bowl. I'm going to go with no. You're right. They haven't. They do have the Citrus Bowl, which is where WrestleMania has been a lot. <laughs> which one? How many WrestleManias? Two, I believe. Ooh. 24, definitely. Okay. Anyways, James up 2 nothing. Chris, New Orleans. Uh, yes. I was just this last one, right? Uh, yes. WrestleMania is 30 and 34, and also a variety of different Super Bowls. Okay. James, Dallas. Well, let's see. Dallas is pretty big. It's in the South. I know they hosted a Super Bowl. They would have had to. Or have they? Why are you looking Jerry at me? Dome? Jerry Dome? Jerry World? What is it called? I'm going to go with the S and they have. 2011 Super Bowl, the Packers-Steelers Super Bowl. Ooh, that was a good one. That was, was that the first year it was open? Uh, second, something like that. James, you're up 3-1. No. Like the Blues. The Blues blew a 3-1 lead the other night to Winnipeg. I know. It was great. Did you watch it? Uh, no. That was a horrible loss. I disagree. It was great. James, or Chris, Anaheim. I'm going to go with no. Anaheim you already said L.A. Anaheim's hosted two WrestleManias. They haven't hosted a Super Bowl. Oh. Yeah, I was it's like, with what stadium? It's different. Shut up. I understand. I need to make it close. You would have gotten me on that one. You would have said yes? I would have said I would have said no. It was no. Oh, I mean, I would have said yes. Oh. <laughs> there, yeah, you got it. You're doing great, James. You're just confusing all of us here. Uh, San Diego is your next city. San Diego. San Diego. I'm going to go with no. Uh, hosted three Super Bowls, have yet to host a WrestleMania. Yeah, this just does not seem like a WrestleMania-type place. Chris. Phoenix. Have they say yes. Arizona. You drank way too much Corona. Oh, rolling through this, Phoenix has hosted. They hosted WrestleMania 26. And also hosting three Super Bowls and in line to host a fourth. So Ooh. is it 4-3? It is 4-3, James. I'm keeping track of this. James, Nashville. Nashville. I don't think Nashville's ever hosted the Super Bowl. I'm going to go with no. They've hosted neither. Wow. Dang. Yeah, trying to think of a reason why 
Nissan Stadium would hold the Super Bowl. Number one, it's not that old, and it's still. I mean, Nashville gets gets pretty cold. You know, you yeah. know how you know how they are with these Super Bowls. They don't want to. Well, I guess the the Patriots hosted it, didn't they? Hosted a few years ago. No. Was it the Jets that hosted it a few? Yeah, the Jets did. That's who hosted it, which makes no sense because they say they want stadiums that are you know. That was warm. the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos Seahawks. Yeah. Oh. Also a good Super Bowl. James, a perfect five for five so far. Chris trying to keep up. Chicago. Yes. Oh, no. Chicago. Ah, Chicago has never hosted a Super Bowl. You faked me out, Matthew Cherry. Really? I did the thumbs down. That means I got it wrong. No, you're taking so long to put your thumb up. and Five, three. Really? That's interesting. That's correct. James, if you get this, you win. No pressure. Has Houston hosted both a WrestleMania and a Super Bowl? Houston has an indoor stadium, don't they? Yeah, they do. Duh. They have hosted a Super Bowl. I'm going to go with yes, they have. They've hosted three Super Bowls and two WrestleManias. So that is your victory for James Stanley coming in at 6-3. to three. Cuts to me like being excited, like yeah, I got this one, and then me not having this one. This is the, this is the madness of Ornaw. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Ross Weber hated it. <laughs> oh, if he's listening. I have three different cities left. If you still want to guess them, Atlanta. Uh, no. I'm go with yeah. Yes, Washington D.C. Uh, sure, why not? Uh, go with no. No, and East Rutherford. What? East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because that's the that's where the stadium. Jets play. In the tiebreaker question, which city has hosted the most combined WrestleManias and Super Bowls? New Orleans. Houston. New Orleans. New Orleans has hosted twelve combined wow. WrestleManias and Super Bowls. They've hosted two WrestleManias, thirty and thirty-four. They've hosted ten Super Bowls and are in line to host in twenty twenty-four. So James Stanley is putting together a winning streak in Orna. That's the second, I believe, second or third straight victory. Third. Third straight victory, trying to match what I did at the beginning of the semester when I won five straight. It's a good feeling, isn't it, James? Hey, uh, James, you're rolling right Mizzou now, doesn't know how to doesn't know how this feels. Mizzou literally won six straight games last year. Not this year, though. Chris, I feel sad. apologies. Any final words before we go to break? I feel sad. Can I do an ad read? Do you want to do the ad read? Sure. Which go one for we do? it. Just pick one. There's like five of them on there. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I think I'm going to do sports social media. Hey, guys, stay up to date with the latest sports news on and off campus by following at KCOU Sports on Twitter and Instagram. KCOU Sports social media provides schedules for upcoming broadcasts, sports Saturday information, links to the latest columns from our talented staff, and much more. Once again, that is at KCOU Sports on Twitter and Instagram for the latest happenings on the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Thank you, Chris Mitchell. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Aaron Grievance is to end the show. Stay tuned, folks. Drink from the silver cup and ride that highway in the sky. This is for all the single people. Listen to the cast every Monday at 4 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia and streaming worldwide on KCOU.FM. We're talking Mizzou football, Mizzou basketball, and all things sports. If you want sports, you'll find it every Monday at 4 p.m. 
on KCOU 88.1 FM. It's the cast, the Colton Anderson Sports Talk with David Coons on KCOU. On Saturday, October 27th, the Missouri Tigers hosted Kentucky Wildcats at 3 p.m., and you can hear it on KCOU 88.1 FM. Drew Locke and the Tigers look for their first SEC win at home against the nationally ranked Wildcats. Tiger pregame live presented by El Rancho begins at 2 p.m. Central, and kickoff is at 3. Tiger football is on KCOU, the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Put me in coaches back for the fall semester. Catch Adam Cole, Bennett Durando, and myself, Jimmy Frouse, for the latest insight on sports that people care about. And curling. Tune in every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM. And don't forget about our title segment, where we'll look at the worst in sports from the past week. It's a groovy time. Folks, and welcome back to the last five minutes of Salute Your Sports. I'm Matthew Terry, James Stanley, Chris Mitchell. With me as we dwindle down on this another great edition of Salute Your Sports. But as all things are well and good, we do have some problems that are going on right now. And we're gonna tell we're gonna tell you about them. That's right. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> no? You're going to hear about it. Chris Mitchell, airing of grievances. Take it away. This is actually pretty, uh, this music is pretty on the nose. My beef this week is with Rockstar, the game company, and gamers. Okay, so on Friday... Uh, a game called Red Dead Redemption 2 is oh, about to I drop. Oh, I knew this was going to happen. Of as course. soon as you said this, that the, it's with games and it involves this song. As soon as you said the music was fitting, I knew this was yeah. where it was going. <laughs> That's right. Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2 drops on Friday, and I'm excited for that game. And like all big game releases, uh, some outlets put out, put out features about uh, some of the companies and like what they do to like ramp up to the release of the game. They did that with Rockstar. And what we learned this time, that there were... In, in, that. Like, some of these people that worked on this game worked insane, absolutely bonkers hours. Like, there would be 100-hour work weeks, like, uh, like eight hours, like, uh, you take a 9 to 5, go from, like, 9 to, like, 8 p.m. All, all these things that if you, like, took, like, the, num- num- the amount of hours that these people worked, like, transpose them into, like, another area, like, I don't know, like... Hollywood or something, or like a regular job, you'd look you'd look like you were like absolutely insane, and like your bosses were absolutely insane. But somehow that works here, and they call it the crunch, and the crunch stinks. And somehow fans of these games have been allowing companies to get away with it. So my my beef is basically this: What do you have against these game developers to let them work themselves to the bone on these games? If you want to like really get down to the nitty gritty of it, there is no way. In heaven or hell, that working your devs like that is going to result in e- in the better product. Like I guarantee you, like the best possible outcome for Red Dead Redemption Two could have been served without working all your devs to the bone like that. 
What's the new uh, What's the new World War II horror movie coming out? Overlord is that what it's called? Overlord. Uh, th this th This is going to be to the people who watch that and who think it's an actual real film, like the people that oh this is a little different. People, you know, people went to go see the movie Titanic, and uh, they thought they had wow that actually happened. I didn't know about that. Where were you paying attention in AP U.S. history? That's right. My beef is with the people who are going to go to that movie and think that, yes, there was a Nazi zombie army that was ready to fight the Allies toward the end of World War II. All right, my airing of grievances as the music dwindles down and I change into a more somber tune. And that's, I am just going to talk about the sad departure of my beloved Tottenham Hotspur from the Champions League. Oh. Even though they're not officially out yet, they only have one point through nine matches going to the Netherlands today and drawing to PSV because Hugo Lloris, who I've spoken about on this show before, had another horrendous mental error. Tackling Chucky Lozano outside of the box, resulting in a red card, meaning Tottenham was down to 10 men when they were trying to defend and keep a 2-1 to lead, which they did unsuccessfully because they didn't have their starting goalie because he got a red card and was sent off. This is a Tottenham team that took 16 out of 18 points in the Champions League last year. Going to Real Madrid and drawing, hosting Real Madrid, the champions of Europe, and destroying them 3-1 at home in a game that should have been 4-0. And this Tottenham team so far doesn't seem like they care. They lost to Inter Milan blowing a 1-0 lead in the last five minutes of the game, giving up two goals in the last five minutes. They hosted Barcelona, where another egregious Hugo Lloris error led to a goal 90 seconds into the match, and they couldn't climb back, giving up four to Messi and company. We knew it was going to be tough for Tottenham this year, but they showed last year they can handle it. But they can't handle it this year, and I don't know why. Maybe everyone's tired from the World Cup because everyone had to play it because Tottenham's filled with superstars. But maybe then you should have gotten backups, gotten replacements, reinforcements during the summer. This Tottenham team was far too complacent this summer. It is showing right now one point through three matches, two inexplicable draws and losses, and lots of heartbreak from the Lily Whites. So there is my airing of grievances. Say a few last things. Of course, Mizzou football looks to make back-to-back -back victories this Saturday when they take on the 12th-ranked Kentucky Wildcats. You can hear all the action on KCOU. Kickoff scheduled for 3 p.m. this Saturday. Tiger pregame live presented by El Rancho begins at 2 p.m. only on KCOU 88.1 FM and KCU.FM. Soon voice of the Missouri Tigers, Chris Mitchell. You had a few words you wanted to say. Yes, I do. After a weekend of finagling around and grabbing archives and uploading them, Salute Your Sports has a new location. That's right. You can find every single episode of Salute Your Sports on SoundCloud now at SoundCloud slash Salute Your Sports. This week's episode will be up on Saturday, and you can expect subsequent episodes to be up on Saturday after the Wednesday. Thank you, guys. Yes, thank you, Chris. This has been Salute Your Sports on another great Wednesday edition. Make sure you keep it tuned to KCOU for all your sports, all your news, all your music needs. Thank you, folks, and have a good night. <laughs>